This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> the Zoom lady. Carol. Carol. Oh, look at my pencil. Start the conversation. Love that. I will deduct that off of your next paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing company stationery. Right. Should we begin? Yeah, because I'm still trying to get to the bloody... Um... Oh, I've gone into the wrong thing. Go on then. 152. Let's just trust ourselves. 152. We can't get it wrong because this episode will be sat at the top for ages. Yeah. So, you know, it's what people will use to decide. Do they want to listen? Which does make me slightly concerned that we're doing such a topical episode. Well, not really, because it'll be, then you can say it'll be interesting in another six weeks time to see where we are. And how that's changed and what very we've true. implemented. Very, very true. Very, very true. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I won't look. I think I've done this enough times. So I don't get embarrassed if you look. Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. I feel awkward. You need to just pretend that you're not there. I think yeah. I find it way easier to do the podcast. You find it easy to say anything when there's actually a person there. Do you know the amount of times mm. I've nearly said to you, Emily? Can you just sit on Zoom whilst I record this solo episode? Mute me. Don't listen to me. I just need yeah. you to be there. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's a lot of just what having a producer or someone there is. Because it's really hard to just say things out loud to yourself. It, yeah, yes. you have to have someone to bounce off or just look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that humanity and not just being you speaking to yourself. Because then I start forgetting that I'm speaking to anyone and then it just is useless whereas when I remember like okay I'm just speaking to you Emily makes yeah it yeah so much easier I need to burp oh geez I just had a sip of water how many of my burps do you think you've got on too many they're not like burps burps it's like a belch it's like a almost like a it, hiccup it, it's a throat gargle that makes it sound worse yeah or it's when you always stop and you go I just need to swallow one second <laughs> <laughs> you need to swallow my spit yeah, but I know where to stop and cut. A lot of the time now, I don't even hear them. I'm like, nope. What an intimate relationship we have. Okay, let's begin the episode, shall we? Go ahead. I'm not looking. Right. <laughs> Close your eyes. I've now got a really spitty mouth. Oh, Alice. It's not my fault. It's the nerves. 152 episodes. Still get, still get <sighs> clammy. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 152 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, joined by my co-host, Emily Osborne, for the first time in a very long time. Emily, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. Thanks for asking me. Yes, Always again. a joy. Always we did a have a short hiatus. A bit of context for people. Emily is my team member and part of Emily's role within team Alice Benham Limited, never called it that in my life, uh, is as the podcast producer. So you edit these episodes, help me plan them out. You are basically the only reason that this podcast comes out every single week on a consistent basis. So the people have you to thank if they enjoy the podcast. Do you not think you'd you'd stick to a weekly schedule without me? No. Really? What would you do every month? Every it wouldn't come out, Emily. At all, full stop. Well, it probably would, but if you look at all of my content platforms, right? YouTube, podcast, Instagram, email, the most consistent one by a mile is podcast because 
it's got someone else involved in it. And I don't like letting other people down. And I'm not someone that likes to bail or change the plan or mess people about. So I'm like, Emily needs it for Friday. So I'll get it for Friday. That's so true, actually. Because then I, yeah, I'd probably be like, Alice, I haven't got any work to do. Come on. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I always do it last minute. I record it just before you start work. Like I record 8 to 9am. Emily starts work at 9am, but... Do I get it? And then sometimes you'll record on a Monday and you'll say, you you don't have to edit on Friday this week. I'll record it on Monday. And then on the Monday morning, you'll say, it just, I couldn't. I tried and I couldn't. You'll have it on Friday. Yeah. I think people will probably be surprised at how many takes I often do for one episode. I think with the, how low quality the episodes are, you'd think, well, how shit was take number one that that was take number three. Anyway, we digress. So that was the context. That's who you are, Emily. Uh, and we used to do episodes. It was in the first lockdown, actually, called behind the scenes episodes. And we would just have a bit of a chat, basically, about things that were going on behind the scenes. We'd sometimes sit down and set goals for the quarter, set intentions for the year. And I think we quite like it as a bit of an excuse to chat. And you, the listeners, seemed to quite enjoy it as well. So we thought for the final episode... For a few months, da da da, we would do a behind the scenes episode. Emily, tell the people what is happening to the podcast. Where's it going? What else can they listen to in the interim? Basically, do my job for me. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like I can't <laughs> sell it how you would sell it. So, Alice is going on a break because she doesn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I hate the podcast. No. Well, we we've always been very consistent, haven't we? Up until this year, when we first took a bit of a break. For wish we knew to come to life which for context for people wish we knew is my other podcast which i host with my brilliant friend vix from grow with vix and i don't know how you found it Ed, but it was quite nice to have a bit of a step back from starting the conversation i felt like we came back with so much more energy and intention and i feel really proud of the episodes that we've done since having a break yeah absolutely i think i always say this weekly podcasting is so much work it's so easily underestimated the amount of work Mm. and time and effort that goes into it and also I think it's really nice that we both get to work on wish we knew which is like a different kind of vibe and pace and Mm -hmm. yeah it just takes different um takes things in different directions and keeps everything fresh exactly it's very fun it is fun I love wish we knew so we are pausing starting the conversation to go and do a season of wish we knew which is six episodes that's going to be starting next Wednesday from when this episode comes out so in fact we're still doing weekly podcast episodes but yeah like you said it's a different podcast different vibe um so make sure you're subscribed to wish we knew so that you don't miss out on those it's pretty similar to starting the conversation lots of real talk about the reality of running a business but I feel like with it being Vix and I's like consistent co-hosts it just feels like it's got I don't know I find it that it's more fun and there's maybe a bit more energy to it yeah you find it to edit yeah no it's so fun and I think it comes across that you two are friends and I think that like rapport and that connection between people can't be it can't be faked that mm. is like yeah, there's always a, something a little bit different that you can pick up on when you're listening. When two people like really know each other, opposed to like, yeah. oh, they've met a handful of times or they have a connect, they they have a common interest. There's always like a bit of what's the word camaraderie. Sure, we'll call it that. You you can tell that they're pals. They're yeah. a little bit like uh, not to compare in any way. Uh, Dolly and Pandora. Of course, the ultimate. Georgia and Karen on My Favourite Murder. Listen to that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Love that vibe. 
Yeah, my favorite meadow was like one of the first podcasts that I got into, but I can't I can't listen anymore as much really? as I I love it. I love them. I can't listen. I just get too anxious. I'm too just too much. I'm so scared of being in the house by myself and that's something that I'm really trying to work on and really overcome so I just cannot be listening to stuff like that wow and is that since you've been living with your partner were you like that when you were single you're not ever like being on your own yeah 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 interesting well we digress so basically long story short this is the last episode to start the conversation for a while because which we knew is going to be happening for six weeks and then it is the famous August off over here Alice Blenheim Limited. We are piecing out for the summer, off to do whatever it is that we do when we're not working, which is something we'll talk about in this episode. And then we'll be back in September with who knows what. Em. We'll have to wait and see. I really want to do some live podcast recordings, but let's not get so into that cool. for now. That's yeah, a, yeah. another conversation for another day. So we thought what might be nice in this kind of final episode of this run of starting the conversation to just have a bit of a chat because. This quarter, Q2, I just feel like has been a crazy one where we entered it pretty much in full lockdown. We were kind of, that it didn't even feel like a new normal at that point. We've been in it for almost a year. It's like, cool, this is how we do things with this certain kind of rhythm and pace to life. And then at some point in this quarter, we have tr- pretty much transitioned to the opposite end of the spectrum, minus a few things of being in kind of full non-lockdown and Everyone that I've spoken to in the last few weeks, team, friends, students, clients has just found that a lot. And I thought it might be interesting for us to have a bit of a conversation about how we found that in both of our lives and our businesses. And perhaps what we're what we're doing is we step into this new normal and maybe be a little bit more considerate about kind of what we want things to look like moving forward. So question to you, first of all, Em, how are you feeling? How have you found this last kind of transition I mean the whole last year has been full of transitions hasn't it but the most recent one what's that look like for you yeah so if we gave sort of from the start of the year to where we are now I firstly appreciate that how the government has set it out in a more slowly like oh we're going to do this and then we're going to give it a dinner I prefer that than just the on off approach that we had previously (laughs) because I feel like you can kind of like I, I don't know about you but I just feel like there is so much to take in like I went to my friend's house she'd moved house it's a brand new house to me I walked in and I was like I just I can't like take in every room like there's so much new information to process Mm. um and it's yeah I like this I need that like gradual approach because I've also found myself like so tired Mm. so tired just like I can't believe I used to get up in the morning and I used to like commute to my job, do a whole day's work, go out with friends, come home. Now I'm like just going into town and there being people. I'm like, wow, this is a lot. When I went for my vaccination, that was the most people I'd seen since the start of the pandemic because it was in a big conference yeah. place. So yeah, I'm taking things like bite size. But even still finding that quite overwhelming and exhausting yeah I'm finding it tiring it's so much like data for my brain to like process I feel yeah yeah, it's yeah it's it's a lot and I thought I was the only one that felt like that and it was so nice because we've just had our first on it call this morning and everyone said that that's how they felt and I was like Mm. oh this is so reassuring this is so nice to hear that other people feel this way as well yeah pretty much everyone just said it's a lot and it's not necessarily all good or all bad but it is just a lot because we had a a way of doing things we had a life 
maybe we didn't feel like a full life, but we had a, a way of living in lockdown. Our time was allocated in certain areas. We were kind of settled into that normal. And then suddenly a lot of things have changed. And even though it has been eased, and I'm so grateful for that, I could not fathom what it would have been like if it was like right on Monday, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. That would have been oh my gosh, if I found it overwhelming this way, I can't even imagine what that would have been like. But even with it being eased, it has just been a lot because we've been adding back in all of these things, whether they're stuff to do with business that we weren't able to do when we were in lockdown or whether it's personal life stuff, seeing friends, hobbies, whatever else. That's a lot to deal with. And that's, I think, it's not something that I was... Uh, expecting I think I just saw the positive of like oh my gosh seeing friends doing fun things doing work in person again and it was all of those things it was exciting and great but it was also really exhausting and quite overwhelming there was a certain week I think it was about two weeks ago where it probably wasn't even as full-on as my life would have been pre-lockdown but I was seeing a friend of an evening you know going out for drinks and then working early the next day traveling in and out of London a couple of times. And I just ended the week and honestly felt dead. <laughs> I was like, I have a shell of a human. I don't know how I used to do this. I think acknowledging that it is really exhausting and our muscles for social interaction and that pace, they're just not strong in any way. I felt yeah. like I'm totally new to all of this. I feel like Completely. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It is a muscle. And I think as humans, we are really adaptable because if you think we've adapted this way, now we've just got to adapt the other way mm-hmm. and it will come. But yeah, it's definitely building ourselves back up. Even silly things like, I just feel like I am now moving my body much more, which is a massive positive. But yeah, I'm like, my legs hurt from going up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like, this is so bizarre. Like, yeah, it's just bringing it all back and just retraining ourselves, really. Mm, and that's such a good point of remembering we didn't know how to go into a lockdown. I think it's yeah. easy to forget how big of a transition and how hard that was. It was hard, yeah. It's going to feel a very similar way going back. And even yeah. though this is everything that we all want and we're really grateful for it, it doesn't take away from it being a little bit tricky as well. And I feel this showed up definitely in this morning's on it call as well when we were all reflecting on this something that's happened to a lot of us as business owners over lockdown is that we have built lives that are really built around work and business because that's kind of all we've you know, provided. We've had a business that's doable on lockdown, which we both have. It's kind of all we've had over this last year, bar a couple of months of freedom in the summer. We've done a whole lot of working and I'm realizing that whilst that served me in lockdown and that that kind of rhythm and that balance actually felt okay I was quite content with all of that energy and time going into work and everything being so reliant on work or I guess the other way around I'm now realizing okay that's not what's going to serve me in this next season and there's a lot of boundaries and habits and behaviors that might have been okay in lockdown and in that last season but they are not aligning with how I now want my life to feel and my life to look. How's that looked for you? I guess reflecting back on how your relationship with work and your business changed as a result of lockdown. Can you see kind of both the positives and the negatives in that? Yeah, I absolutely can. So for context, I work with 
you, Alice, a day and a half to two days a week, and then I'm self-employed and edit other podcasts in the remaining days. So when we went into lockdown, I think I worked, I worked with you that was like established up and running. And then I think I had maybe one other client. And then over the course of the year, I've picked up a lot more clients and I really wasn't saying no to anything. And mm. I worked and worked and worked. And it's been brilliant in that I have a full roster of clients. I'm really enjoying the work that I'm doing. My income has obviously improved, which is great. I now have savings that I didn't have going into the pandemic because I wasn't going out and spending money. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, wait, I don't want this. No, <laughs> I want to see my friends. I want to go on holidays. I want to go and do things. I don't want to work weekends and evenings. So now how do I like rebalance everything? Mm. And how do I be okay with that? I have to accept to myself, okay, maybe you can't earn as much as you did in those previous months, but you're going to have a life with fun and things that you enjoy in again. And I'd also said to you before we started recording, Alice, another realization I had was that in February of last year, was it just last year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I remember when we were sat in my old co-working space talking about it just before we went back into lockdown, we were going to go that evening to Ellie and Rachel's podcast party. Yeah. 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 So Feb 2020, I created a new Instagram account that was focused, you know, more on my work as a freelancer. And I've built up that Instagram by connecting with other small business owners and less so with my friends. And a lot of my focus on that Instagram is what I'm doing at work and like what I find interesting in like the podcast space. And I just had this realization the other day that I was like, even my social media is work focused. Mm. Every part of my life I've plugged with work. And then of course, towards the end of last year, I just hit this wall and I was like, I just miss my friends so much. I just miss being with people who like, Mm. I've known for like 10 plus years, completely on a friend level, no work at all. Mm. So yeah, I'm now like, okay, how do I like move away from... (laughs) everything being about work yeah and just having a bit more of a a life life you know yes because it it's so easy for business and work to become everything there are no boundaries when you run a business about how things should look and feel and I think I mean only only you or the listener as a you can decide what's felt right for you over lockdown and if that was a kind of balance is even the wrong word but kind of a way of doing things that served you I would definitely reflect back and say I'm glad that I went all in on work I can see the benefits that that had very similar to what you're saying I think my income my savings the amount of impact I've been able to have that wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for us being in a lockdown situation but it's acknowledging that that might have served me then but that doesn't mean it's gonna serve me now and it's I completely echo what you're saying there of how it I feel like almost every decision I made in 2020 was about how does this decision benefit my business? You know, how do I, even moving into this house, the biggest consideration was that it was going to be great for the business because I'd have this space, I could film, I could record, you know, thinking, I didn't really even think, do I want to live in a place where only one of my friends lives? Or even with the friends and relationships that I have, I love that loads of my close friends are business related, but I kind of look around my life and I'm like, everything 
connects back to work in some way. And there's total joys to that. I love that my work feels like it is part of my life. So I kind of don't really get work-life balance because I'm like, I love my job. It feels like my life, but there needs to be some stuff that sits outside of that. And it's interesting you say about your phone because I think that's such a small, it seems so small, but makes such a difference. My, My phone absolutely feels like a work thing. Yeah, I'm on it every hour of the day. So it's that constant connection back to work. And maybe that was okay in the old normal, but I feel like we all need a bit of a readjustment as we step into the new normal. Yeah. And it's interesting because I I was thinking a couple of weeks ago that actually one thing that I really love about being more self-employed or, you know, this kind of like freelancer lifestyle is that I have a work-life integration. So my work Mm. feels like an extension of my life and it's part of my life. I don't, and that allows me to not have that kind of like Sunday night dread. Like I don't change my personality to start my work, my part of who I am. And that is brilliant. And I'm so proud of that. But exactly like you're saying, it then has seeped into every part Mm -hmm. of my life. And now I just want some things that are just, it's just me. It's not about work. Yes. Yeah. I really feel like the last year has kind of set me back in how much my identity equals my work. And that's so hard when you run a business because there are going to be lows. There's going to be challenges. You're going to mess up. People are sometimes not going to love you. So when you directly equate your personal identity and worth with your business success that's a very kind of volatile journey to put yourself on because business naturally has its ups and downs I think I'm realizing that massively now I'm like oh okay we need to kind of get more in life that doesn't link to work so that there can be some identity and purpose found outside of that workplace it's one of the reasons I love paddleboarding so I feel like it's just like completely irrelevant and disconnected mm. also when you paddle you can't do anything but paddleboard no it's one of the reasons I love skiing as well yeah you're just so clocked out you can't can't think about anything else can't do anything else you're like fully tuned into that activity kind of like running as well not just to keep listing off physical activities <laughs> so I mentioned them with you saying for you perhaps it's looking at the business I don't want to use the right language here, but almost scaling the business back a bit or maybe allowing your business's growth to take a bit of a backseat or not be so much of a priority over this next season. How do you feel about that? I, I feel I'm at peace with that now because I think what I was doing for quite a few months was also looking to other people and what they had and what they'd mm. achieved and thinking that's where I should be. And now I feel a little bit more at peace because I had a little thought popped into my head just the other day. And I realized I probably still have about another 35 years of work ahead of me. And actually, I'm probably still in the infancy of my career. There is a lot, you know, if I'm lucky, there's a long time ahead. Mm-hmm. The road is long and I have time to achieve all the things I want to achieve. It doesn't have to all happen in the next six months, you know? So I think that's really helped. And good to hear from what you're saying there, that it wasn't an immediate, I feel real peace about this. This has been a good decision. You kind of had to walk your way through maybe some of the initial pushback. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, I just always have that thing in my head that's like, at the end of the day, do you you want to look back on your life and think, well, I worked a lot of hours? Well, you know, Mm. what matters in life is 
relationships and experiences. And that's why that's why we work for ourselves to mm. put things first. So you have to actually put that into into action. Because I think as well, a lot of things in the last year, it comes from a, you know, it's almost like survival mode, right? Keep working, say yes to everything, put yourself out there, keep going. And we've all been in that place. And now it's maybe just being able to just, like we were just talking about previously, just sustain. Sustain is okay. Yes. Good place to be. And sustaining a business is no small feat. That is an incredible thing to be doing. It's a success if you're able to sustain a business. I think we can start to look down on sustaining because all we hear about is scale and push and go to the next level. But there is an amazing amount that can be learned and achieved through sustaining your business. Like growth is not a linear thing. We were talking in on it about how growth in business often looks like going up a staircase where you have a season of real growth and scaling. You take things to the next level and then you've got to let it sustain a bit so that you can actually see that kind of business really come to life. So you can settle into it so you can learn the lessons. And then when you feel ready, if you want to, you then take it to that next level and keep going from there. And aside from how it helps the business, I mean, sustaining also just gives you a bit more headspace, time and energy to actually enjoy life outside of work. And it's seeing it as a bit of a give and take. I Mm. really struggle to have both my business and my personal life kind of thriving, or I guess being kind of developed at the same time. It's one of the reasons I take August off. I find it way easier to go, right, 11 months of the year, all in on business and then right blinkers are on in August we're completely ignoring the business that's when that kind of personal life gets all the attention and the energy I think part of it is knowing like you can't always have it all and I don't say that to be defeatist or negative you can absolutely I don't know can you do anything that you want to do that's a whole other conversation within itself but accepting that if your business has relied on a certain amount of time and energy from you over the last year and you no longer want to give it that because you want your life and blend you, you know, your work, play, rest, like I talked about it in a couple of episodes ago to look different, well, something's got to give. And you don't necessarily have to sacrifice on income and impact to do that. But if you don't want your income to change, you're going to need to work smarter. You're going to need to change the kind of foundations of your business, your business model. And if you are okay with your income or your impact going down, it's then about knowing what decisions you need to make to make that happen. Cause that's an intentional choice, right? The easiest thing for you right now would be to continue the business as is where you're almost over capacity and everything is pretty full on. So it's knowing that you've got to be the one to make the decision to go, no, we're actually going to scale it back a little bit so that you can get more time back. Yeah. And I want to be in a position where I enjoy my work. Cause I know this is mm. something that you felt that when it becomes all consuming like that, you can become a little bit angry with it because you feel like it's taking your time. Yes. Yeah. Like start to resent it. And then you start to resent yourself because you're the person that's made it. Done it. it. Yeah. (laughs) I was chatting to a client last week about how we're sometimes really awful bosses to ourselves as employees. And we kind of just create an environment where we're like constantly beating ourselves up and feeling both angry at ourselves, but then also victims of our own actions and anger and it just becomes this really like unhealthy cycle and yeah we want to be at a place where we think about our business and go yeah do you know what? I really love that that is a really joyful part of my life but it's not everything and I think that's a much healthier way of looking at work but I think that's a really that 
that would have been really hard to achieve over lockdown. I think in a way, the lack of anything other than work makes that quite a difficult distinction to make. But now that we do have other stuff going on, it's kind of rebalancing stuff. I don't like yeah. the word balance, but. No, I, I mean, know what you mean though. Because also I wasn't someone that picked up hobbies in lockdown. I made one sourdough. <laughs> I didn't knit anything. I didn't go for a run. I read about two books, you know? Didn't you do some puzzles? I made that we up. did do some puzzles, actually. Did yeah. do some puzzles, yes. There you go. Proper old person thing to say. Really hurt because we were making the puzzles on the floor, so we were kneeling on the floor at, at hours at time. We've both been agony. Yeah, that is a very old person thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a young person's game, puzzles. <laughs> Would you not class yourself as a young person? Oh, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, yes. I mean, when you said that you've got 35 years left of work, that slightly blew my mind. Oh, imagine what you've got then. You must have 45. Well, it freaks me out, Em, because I'm constantly thinking, this is it. I have to, I've got to make it now. And I'm like, Alice. No, that's it, right? Three years in. Yeah, but that's what I think is so consuming. The messaging is so like 30 under 30 and just push, push, push. And it's like, actually, you know what? Like we all would want to have long lives. So... Mm. Don't use it all up in the, you know, give yeah. yourself. And uh, yeah, I don't think the last year has helped with that because we've become hyper-focused on work and businesses, especially thinking about kind of, I've never thought really about financial stability and, oh my gosh, you know, what if we're in a recession or whatever else? And I think part of that's led to me being like super laser focused. I'm like, well, I have to keep growing this and pushing it and do everything that I can and actually, like you said, like what what for? Why are we always doing everything we can? Perhaps you just do some of what you can so you can have some more headspace and time for the other stuff that's important to you. And that's something we were talking about in this morning's on it call is we were kind of realigning, I guess, that work, play, rest, blend and figuring out what small actionable things we were going to be doing, which would help us kind of step into this new normal so with you saying and for you that new normal maybe looks like a little bit less work and perhaps more of the play and more of the rest in there can you list maybe for you like what are some of those actions like what actually needs to change because it's all well and good talking about it right oh I I want things to look different I want things to feel more balanced more structured I want to feel you know like my time is whatever it's it's the action that makes a difference there so fill us in on, on some of what that looks like for you So I picked up some bad habits that I think other people might relate to. So firstly, I really stopped getting up, showering, getting dressed, actually just starting my day like a normal person. And I would just roll out of bed. And this is another thing. My, I then started, I started working in the living room. So I would walk Mm. past my desk on the way to the shower and my laptop would be there. And I think I'll just quickly reply to that email oh, I can just quickly edit that thing. And then mm. before I know it, it's been a few hours. I haven't even got dressed. Like basic, basic thing. Yeah. Um. So I really want to get out of that habit. And I want to just start getting up, shower, dress, go for a walk, come back, start work. You know, mm. just very, what I would class as probably quite normal routines that yeah. I have just let go yeah. And slide all over the place so I've put in my planner for every morning to go for a walk at 9am and then I'll come back and I'll sit at my desk and I'll do some work mm. but I need to have that routine and a bit of headspace for myself and and get out and have a walk in the morning 
And what you're doing by bringing that routine in is you're putting work in its place where it's not yeah. just um, anytime you're awake, work deserves your time and energy, but actually, hey, work, you're part of my life, but you're going to sit in this box. This is the time frame or the boundaries that you exist within. And the time around that is yours to use. It's exact same on my side. I feel like I wake up and I'm immediately like, right, work mode. What are we doing today? How do I start working from bed before I've even got up to make sure that we're already making progress? And I actually think the byproduct of that is that you're not very productive. Mm. I don't think I'm getting any more work done. I think I'm just doing it in a way that's less efficient and less joyful. And it's, yeah, putting work in its place. And those really small things that make a difference. Like you say, you know, it's really simple just having a shower, going for a walk, getting ready, but I don't do it. I'll just chuck a new t-shirt on if I need to be on Zoom, scrape my hair back and then there you go. And that doesn't help you feel your best. That's it, it, isn't it? It's it's how you feel. It's how how that makes you feel. Mm. Yeah. I feel like for me, there's some big stuff around like phone and technology boundaries. I feel like I've just got really bad at like basically just being constantly in work mode, always replying to stuff or not even replying. That's the thing. I'm so slow at replying at the moment, but just always looking at stuff, kind of constantly checking that everything's fine and taking things in. And I think that means I'm like at this constant low level work, but it's not actually productive or intentional work. And then I'm never fully switching off. I think I struggle with the balance between when you have an idea get it out your head pursue it don't try and kind of push it away but then know when to stop yeah so like at the weekend you'll have seen I was using our share note loads I was sat watching some stupid thing on Netflix can't remember and I was having loads of ideas about the retreat and it was like what I want to follow the energy and excitement and the interest but I know that if I don't protect this Saturday next week is mental and I'm going to resent that I didn't properly carve out that time and yeah. it's just bringing back in those boundaries, isn't it? Even taking emails off my phone. I used to have a, a notebook at the weekend that I would add to when I had thoughts or ideas about work so I could get them out, but I didn't pursue them any further. And I think I just need to bring some of that stuff. It's time to in. bring the notebook back. We love a notebook. I mean, you're well good with your phone notifications, aren't you? I think I need to take many a leaf out of your book. Well, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I have a grip on it at all. I think I'm a terrible addict, but <laughs> that's aware, why you've got all the things in place. But I'm aware of it. Yeah. Right. So step one, I've recognized it. I've said it out loud. So I have the downtime. It's not, I mean, it's part of your phone. It's not an app. So at nine, I've set it for 9. PM so that all my apps sh- shut down at 9. PM. I don't have any notifications on, but I'm still on my phone all the time, you know, yeah. but I'm trying trying and I guess that's all trying you can do right is you just chip away yeah yeah and that's why I don't like using the word balance because it feels like a destination and I think yeah, what we're talking about here be. is it's a verb and it's an action it's constantly checking back in and going right what do I need to do small stuff habits rituals rhythms behaviors and the big stuff you know changing the way that you're working putting more structure into place bringing in more systems and processes changing your capacity like all of those things it's like the imperfect constant messy action is what is going to create a new normal that feels good to you and only you can decide what that new normal should look like I know people that are really pushing and scaling their businesses over the next three months I know people maybe more like yourselves who are letting it sustain or perhaps even letting the businesses take a step back and all of those are okay providing it's what feels right for you and what you want. You don't have to rush back into the life that you had 
pre-lockdown because there are some things that I want to continue from it I feel like there were there were positives of what lockdown brought and things that I want to move forward with it's amazing how quickly you lose them isn't it I remember thinking like oh my gosh I'm just gonna be so grateful for everyday life and I'm just gonna sit with my friends and smile at them the whole time and just be like this is the best <laughs> thing ever and already I'm like back in that pace of life and forget but that's to- that's the being adaptable right mm. I really think we do just adapt to our situation and to the scenario mm. and that's why when you're sitting outside the pub or even inside the pub having a drink you don't constantly or instantly think oh my god we're back in the pub it's normal it feels normal yeah, true. because you're just you're adapting again we're actually a lot more flexible than we probably yeah we're pretty for. incredible as humans really yeah but I think it is important as we adapt to this new normal that we consider what might need to change to help us to adapt to that yeah because and what you want it to be yes because the adaptation we went through when we went into lockdown you kind of couldn't get it wrong because stuff was being taken away and that was obviously yeah. sad there was grief in that there was frustration but it, it, I don't think it really led to any form of like overwhelm or burnout because we couldn't be no and it wasn't it wasn't open for interpretation it was very clear no. you're staying in your house and that is it but now there's different parameters mm, you get to decide and actually there is capacity for overwhelm because stuff is being added back in if you look at it as you know the percentages your life was already 100% full when you were in lockdown you're now adding all of these extra things back in you get to decide if you want to add them in but if you do you got to decide what's going to happen and what's going to give in order for you to make space for that I've definitely felt over the last few weeks, like the closest I've been to burnout in a long time, just because I haven't accounted for where that time and that energy is going to come from. So I guess if people are listening and resonating with this, which I think similar to you, I thought it was just me. And then the more I talked about it, I was like, I've yet to meet someone that hasn't found this transition quite tricky, especially with the business. I'd really encourage you do what we did on this morning's on it call. So reconnect back to what you want from this next season. What do you want your new normal to look like? Maybe think about a week and a day in your life. What do you want your kind of routine to look like? Where do you want your time to be going? How do you want things to feel? And then do a little bit of a stop, start, continue. So that's an exercise I love doing with any area of life or business where you go, right, in order for me to step into this new normal where things feel and look this new way, what do I need to stop? What do I need to start? What do I need to continue? So really simple examples from what Em said, Em's going to stop rolling out of bed and getting straight into work mode. She's going to start going for a walk every morning, getting ready, not going, you know, checking emails before a certain time and then continue. That's acknowledging the stuff that you enjoyed in the last season that you want to pull into this next one and also acknowledge the stuff that you're already doing, which is making a difference so that you know what helps you and then you can be doing more of it. And it's the small stuff, right? It's not the life-changing. Wait, it is the life-changing stuff. But it's not the huge actions. It's the habits, the rituals, the, the little small things. stuff adds up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going for a walk every morning, nine a.m. What are you doing, Alice? I mean, I could give you a whole list. I'm <laughs> very similar to you. Need to look at like my routines in the morning. Maybe stop going on my phone the second that I wake up. Yeah. I think it's too. unrealistic for me to get my phone out of my bedroom, but to give you a visual. I will open my eyes. Yeah. Immediately I'm on my phone. Yeah. And I check in this order, WhatsApp, because that's clients and students, emails, anything else, podcast stats, obsessed no. with them. Yeah. Every single morning, Instagram. Wow. So before I've even acclimatized, I've checked every area wow. of my work. It's genuinely wow. 
an okay, issue. So mine is I wake up and I look at Instagram and my eyes are like, I can't even open my eyes, but I'm looking at that app. I don't, what am I looking for? I have no idea. But not work stuff. I couldn't, yeah, I have to I'm build bad. up to my emails. I have to build up to that. No, mine's almost like an anxiety thing. Like I'm worried that something's gone wrong. What happened? So I need to check. I mean, I've definitely got some wider issues going on. We'll, we'll address that in a different setting. Um, I think start just or continue. I had them in lockdown, but I lost them over the last couple of weeks. Like just having rest in life. So not filling every single evening with activities or work stuff, having food in the house so I can eat proper meals, yeah. going on walks, like putting an email out of office on for the whole time so I don't feel like I need to reply and look at stuff all the time and I think just reminding myself that actually what I think is best for the business and my productivity is worse for it so I think being switched on all the time means I'm good at what I do and means I'm on it actually means the opposite because I'm probably the slowest I've ever been at like replying to emails and staying on top of stuff because I'm really unproductive because I'm trying to do it all all the time yeah so I think I just need a bit of a reassessment but that's life isn't it you know it's just constant course correction right you're like oh I'm a bit over here I want to be over there Mm -hmm. it'll it'll pivot yeah and that's going to look different across the rest of this year I kind of feel like the next few months I'm going to really let play and rest take a front seat if you want to put it that way and then I'd imagine October November December which I mean, I wouldn't imagine, I know, because we've got lots of plans for them. Work is really going to be a, a focus in that sense. So even seeing it that all you're deciding for now is what do you want these next few months to look and feel like? And then you get to decide, is that going to serve you moving forwards? Or do you need to take another step back in a few months? And, or even a few weeks, it's constant reassessment, isn't it? Like you said, course correction. But that is us. I guess we can come back to this, maybe our first episode back, which will yeah. be, I think, September time. We can maybe talk about how things are at then. Who knows what the next six months of this year are going to look like? But here we are. It's exciting though. It is exciting. I like it. And I'm excited for the day. I don't think it will be this year, but at some point where we're just not in a pandemic. (laughs) It's it's genuinely out of my... I actually just can't even... I actually just can't imagine that. I can't process the fact that there will be a day when this isn't a thought mental I won't lie to you I quite like wearing a mask I'm not desperate to get rid of that no I don't mind I don't I know I'm totally used to it and also sometimes in photos I'm like this covers my double chin <laughs> <laughs> you can like pull faces at people <laughs> like sing when I'm walking around the supermarket yeah, I don't hate it I don't hate it no I haven't had a cold for over a year so that's cool I know I keep thinking that I've got a I was about to say I've got a friend. People know Jess. She's quite ill at the moment. And I'm like, I've kind of forgotten that you just get ill. Yeah. That's a thing in life. Because she's been in London loads. I'm like, I'm not going oh, to London. There you go. Give See what happens when you wash your hands, wear masks. It works. It does work. So hopefully that that's something we can continue. There we go. We're going to continue washing our hands. And um, thank you for being up for joining me for this final episode of this run. People, please make sure. I just address them as people. That was... What do they say in presenting? You're meant to speak to them as an individual, aren't you? So what are you going to say instead of people? Or you? Listener, right now, whatever you're doing, go and subscribe to Wish We Knew because that's where, if you still want me in your ears each week, you'll be able to access that. No clue what Vix and I will be talking about for six weeks, but I can promise it will be very honest 
hopefully relatable, hopefully interesting. You'll have to wait and see. But M, this is us over an hour. Any parting words? Any anything you want to leave the listener, one the person listener. with? You, you there. We see you. Just like the overarching message that I 100% thought that I was the only one that felt like this. And mm. then this morning I've realized, okay, no, this is so nice. Lots and lots of people actually do feel this way. And I'm sure if I opened up this conversation with my friends, they it all comes out. But I think day to day, you just give it like a smiley face and say everything's great. But mm. yeah, it's nice to have that chance to just actually check in, check in and yeah, see how we actually yeah. are all doing. And also, if you are craving that chance to check in and you've heard us mention on it, I think the doors to on it are opening the week after this episode goes live. So keep your eyes peeled because that's where this whole conversation has come from. We had on it this morning. We've got two more on it this afternoon. <laughs> if people don't know what on it is, they're like, what the hell is she talking about? Basically, just an ongoing group program. But yeah, it's always a nice little chance to check in, isn't it? It's a very special group feeling isn't it it's, it's mm. really really nice it's I want to be a part of it I desperately <laughs> I so want to sad. be in a group because <laughs> you have to sit and do the admin instead of joining in but I really want to if be anyone is it. listening that wants to host on it Emily and I would love to take part yes. thank you so much that yeah. is our that's our call out right thank you so much for listening individual listener wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I always love it when podcasts say, um, sorry, I know you're signing me because I keep talking. You know, and they say like what you're doing. So it'll be like, if you're cooking or driving. And then when they say the thing that I'm doing, I feel really special. Okay, dog walkers, runners. Working, walking, laying in bed. People so often tell me yeah. they use the podcast to fall asleep, which I choose not to take offensively. What a compliment. Yeah, in the shower. Let us know. Send me a message over on Instagram as I'm school Ben. And where are you listening from? I'm going to stop because Emily's going to give me more facial expressions if I keep waffling on. Goodbye. See you soon. Bye. Adios. The recording has stopped.